Welcome to the Venley Expert Talks, where we aim to inspire Web3 builders with great stories from great minds. I'm your host, Alexandra Ahrens, and I'd like to remind you that you can always reach out to us on Twitter, Discord, or LinkedIn with ideas for the podcast and questions for our guests. Welcome to episode 39 of the Venley Expert Talks. Today I'm joined by Mango Dogwood, Creative Director at Charged Particles, and we will be discussing NFT utility, how it is more than just a JPEG. So welcome, Mango. Thanks for joining me today. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Great. Yeah, of course. Um, let's dive right in. I'd like to talk first about your background and um kind of what led you to your position today and your interest in crypto and all of it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, excited to dive in. So, yeah, I guess um, a little bit of background. I guess, that, you know, you've caught me at an interesting time in that, you know, right around this week or last week or next week would be, uh, you know, two years really working in, in crypto in the NFT space. So kind of a nice uh, anniversary. Um, I guess <laughs> I would have, would have bought my first Bitcoin back in like, 2013 or something but you know like many of us there were ins and outs and uh you know but uh back again for about two years now um so yeah i got into the nft space as an artist originally and then found myself excited to help contribute and and build and uh some of my my background uh in community management and you know organizing art communities internationally kind of got me linked up with with ben lakoff one of the founders of charge particles um, before that went live. And uh, yeah, then I've just been helping to build uh, the DeFi and NFT sort of technology side of things since then, uh, among lots of other sort of passion projects and and uh, that, that sort of thing. Very cool. Very cool. 2013 though, huh? That's uh, yeah, pretty good. Yeah. It's one of those like Bitcoin was $11 and I bought 10 of them kind of thing. And, you know, it's like you you try not to imagine what might have been in those sort of situations, don't you? But, you know, say lovey, we're back, back again. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, I've heard this story many times for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, great. Then could you introduce us to charged particles for anyone who's unaware? Of course, yeah. So Charge Particles is a DeFi and NFT protocol that's live on both Ethereum and on Polygon uh, that's looking to expand the functionality of NFTs and to help bring the worlds of DeFi and NFTs together. Um, and what we do is we make it possible for an NFT to become a container that can then hold other assets inside of it. Uh, so you can start to put NFTs inside of NFTs or interest-bearing Aave assets inside NFTs or governance tokens or LP tokens or social tokens or anything that you might hold in your wallet can now be stored inside an NFT now as this containerized object. And, and you can think of us as sort of a composability tool, uh, which opens up a, a ton of new use cases in a bunch of different industries. Uh, so as a, you know, as a protocol and a technology layer, we see ourselves as like a building block that then other companies can integrate as a tool in, in, in their projects and helping to uh, get a bunch of different sorts of businesses started uh, using this technology. Definitely. Very cool. I assume there's quite a lot of uh, building and technical <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. sort of things yeah. going on with that. Is there anything yeah. you can tell us how that works at all? Yeah, well, for sure. I'm not, you know, I, I should say I'm not a developer. Uh, you know, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm sort of, I come from the artistic side of things, you know, and so I, you know, I think that's maybe one of the more valuable 
uh, parts of this NFT wave is that it's brought in a bunch of creative people who can maybe explain more in more layman's terms how some of these complex development architectures work. Um, yeah, but I, I guess on a, on a level of solidity, you know, basically we're just assigning an NFT its own smart wallet um, so that the, that smart wallet can hold its tokens and it can check to see who the owner of the NFT is. Uh, and then that owner can then kind of operate that wallet on behalf of the NFT, um, which lets you kind of weave together different layers of value in, in pretty novel ways. Very interesting. All right. Cool. Um, yeah, let's kind of dive into the topic a little bit more. Um, so what, in your opinion, does NFT utility look like currently? And we'll dive into future aspects maybe in a second. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think utility is a word that everyone is using, uh, but not everyone is actually delivering. It's a sort mm -hmm. of a, you know, it's something that everyone recognizes we need more of. Um, you know, as uh, some, some NFT projects kind of, um, you know, talk about future utility in a way to excite communities and, you know, using NFTs as sort of a crowd crowdfunding mechanism for, uh, for you know, games and other sorts of access and, and this sort of thing, you know, but I think utility really has a much more broad implication, you know, not only like what does the NFT have as utility itself, but the idea of utilizing NFTs as a tool within within a business or an architecture, um, you know, so that that NFT utility could mean, you know, uh, you know, access, uh, ownership, you know, proof of ownership, sort of, a, a, you know, membership loyalty kind of idea, but it can also mean using NFTs in, in novel ways to, uh, to, to build new businesses. Um, so I think there, there's a, there's a lot to sort of dive into there, but, you know, at the moment, I think, you know, when people think NFT utility, it, it tends to only mean sort of, you know, access to a private members club or the, uh, access to buy merch, you know, which is not really utility. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, so I'm excited to see that sort of part of the NFT space continue to develop. Um, as, as we really start to develop maybe actual utility for some of these things. Yeah, that makes sense. Are there any use cases of anything happening currently that you're really interested that you want to point to specifically? Sure. You know, I think, I mean, I think access and membership and all that stuff is great. I think that's like, there's a lot of opportunity for, for brands to be kind of using NFTs within um, you know, rewards programs that they've already built out. Um, but I think there's a lot more, you know, interesting stuff within the world of, uh, say, like refi, you know, that is regenerative finance. And, you know, using NFTs as a tool for uh, developing new sort of sustainability models, you know, regenerative mm -hmm. sustainability models. There's a, a project being built on top of the charge particles protocol right now, I find pretty interesting, um, called Grandmother Grove which is an attempt to use NFTs and DeFi to plant trees at scale. Um, so in, in this sense where, you know, we've got an NFT, right, that's a container that can hold assets inside of it. So when someone makes a donation to this project to plant trees around the world, you know, half of that donation goes immediately to planting trees right away, you know, to do good immediately. And the other mm -hmm. half goes inside this NFT and it starts earning interest, right? Mm -hmm. And that interest is continuous like continuing to plant trees you know perpetually planting trees as like sort of an engine over time so you know using the tools of nfts and DeFi, you know to you know utilizing these tools to uh, 
uh, to continue planting trees around the world is as just sort of one example from the refi angle. You know, uh, there's there's another really awesome project being built uh, on charged particles, uh, actually that I would love to recommend uh, for you to speak with at some point. Uh, called yeah. Un- okay. Unchained Music. Uh, so they're using NFTs as uh, as an accounting structure, you know, on the back end. So we're thinking not of NFTs as something that you, you know, sell to people to try to raise money, but NFTs as a tool on the back end of the project to account for, for a bunch of different users. So Unchained Music is approaching uh, the music distribution market. So if a mm-hmm. musician wants to get their music on Spotify or TikTok, YouTube music, iTunes, Tidal for the DJs, you know, all of these <laughs> streaming services, which you have to do to be a musician uh, in the modern world, you need to get your music distributed to those platforms through a provider or you know, some sort of a middle service such as uh, DistroKid or TuneCore. You know, these are the sort of the, the projects that will do that distribution for you. And they'll either charge you like a subscription fee or a per album fee or a percentage of your royalties or some combination of all of those. And what Unchained Music does is that when you sign up as a member, they'll make you an NFT that represents you as a musician, you know, that you you don't actually even need to own it, right? That's just where we've got an NFT that represents you. Uh, So we're using NFTs as accounting here and that they'll distribute your music for free to all of these providers. They'll eat that cost up front. And when all of your royalties come back, they get stored inside that NFT. That's that's you as a as an object, a digital object. It starts earning interest inside. And they'll take the interest off the top as revenue and return all of your royalties back to you. So it's maybe a little sort of a, a, a slightly complicated sort of uh, thing to understand right away. But but in this instance, you know, a musician can get their music distributed for free and keep all of their royalties with NFTs being utilized as the accounting mechanism on the back end. You know, so huh. there, there, when we're talking about NFT utility, it's like it goes so much, so much deeper than like, oh, you get to buy a sweatshirt, you know, or <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's sort of uh, some of the stuff that's maybe most exciting to me at the at the present moment. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's really cool. I'll definitely have to talk with them. I have a lot of questions already about that and uh, how that works. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, In your opinion, is it something where moving forward, we're going to need to see more utility built into NFTs if we want to keep the NFT alive? Um, I I would say no as my immediate answer. Um, But I would say that um, within the context of these um, you know, 10,000 edition generative uh, animal art profile pictures, you know, mm-hmm. that if that if that little slice of what NFTs are uh, wants to continue to develop, that they will need to continue adding new utility for them to be, you know, to stay competitive within that slice of the market. So in, in that sense, yes, um, you know, that these, these, you know, multi-edition, you know, crowdfunding, you know, sort of animal picture thing, you know, that, that slice mm-hmm. of market definitely will need to adopt new utility, you know, provide more interesting game mechanics and access and, and start to get clever with it. But the NFT market is so much more than just that slice. I think we've come to think of it as just, just these profile pictures, um, you know, but in the example of say, like, uh, like art, art collecting, 
you know, art doesn't need utility. You know, the reason you buy art is because it's inspired you or because you'd like to support that artist. It doesn't need to have like a, a, a 10 layer sort of hyper gamified sort of thing. It's, you know, you're buying it because it's art, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, within, within other contexts, the answer will change. So in general, I don't think NFTs need to have utility, but I think we will see more and more use cases of NFTs. And in that sense, the, the tool that the NFT is will become more useful and will have more utility itself. Mm-hmm. So could you point to some industries or projects or brand types that would benefit more from a utility-based NFT? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, music I've already, I've spoken about. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think what's really interesting with Unchained Music and what I think uh, it it represents is, uh, and it's very um, in line with the, the broader mission of Web3, which is to lower the barriers to entry, mm-hmm. making this music distribution free, you know, and to mm-hmm. remove to remove middlemen from industry. So there are many industries that could benefit from from thinking about NFTs with this sort of framework. You know, I think you know fashion comes to mind as probably an industry that could be more equitable that can benefit from you know uh, contributors getting getting more royalties than they already do. Um, you know, I, I think there are probably, you know, any any sort of brand with a, a like a loyalty program or some sort of, uh, you know, uh, you know, affiliate sort of, you know, membership, such and such, you know, all of these, um, you know, are ways for brands to utilize NFTs without just simply just grabbing a bunch of money from their consumer base, but using this mm-hmm. tool to make their process um, more equitable for everyone participating. You know, in my mm-hmm. mind, if I go to 7-Eleven to buy a Slurpee, you know, I should get a little 7-Eleven token, you know, that, you know, every time I go there, I should get a little bit more, you know, stake in 7-Eleven. And it's like, well, I go to okay. 7-Eleven every single day. I don't. Uh, let me clarify. But if, <laughs> if I did, if, I yeah. did, if I'm at 7-Eleven every single day, then I should have more and more a say in the next Slurpee flavor. You know, I should get like a growing, you know, con, you know, uh, say in the in the process of Seven Eleven and maybe ownership of it and that kind of thing. I think NFTs could be used for for that kind of model. I think like okay. ticketing is ticketing is a pretty obvious one. You know, where you know you could simultaneously make the the ticket and uh, a valuable art object. You know, like oh, I was at this Super Bowl when this happened. Proof of it. And simultaneously, mm-hmm. like reduce scalping, you know, so there, mm-hmm. it's like there's a lot of win-win models um, for, for mm-hmm. lots of different industries. But um, I would say anything immediately adjacent to art, you know, film, fashion, music, gaming, all mm-hmm. of these things, I think there's a lot of opportunity. Okay. Do you see, so it comes up a lot as like a distant dream, (laughs) but how do you see it working with some more um, like legally based or for example, with real estate and that kind of utility? Do you see that as being a really positive thing that we can look forward to or maybe not? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I find myself situated firmly on team utopian vision of web three. Okay. Uh, You know, I'm, I think I'm, I'm definitely always optimistic. Um, mm-hmm. You know, obviously, you know, as with any technology, 
it it can and likely will be uh, or it will there will be an attempt to co-opt it and use it in the wrong way uh, we've actually seen a lot of that you know with major brands coming in and just like scooping a big chunk of cash and vanishing you know i mm. think that it's likely we'll continue to see that sort of thing you know unless we uh, reiterate the importance of the sort of cultural ideals of web3 um, but on a on a conceptual level, I think there's lots of benefit, you know, for for um, you know legal protections, you know, real estate, all this sort of stuff. You know, at, at the at the moment, you know, um, in order to sign a contract, I just squiggle my name on a slice of paper, you know, like, and that's the legally binding thing is just this squiggle, which you know made made sense, you know, a couple hundred years ago. But we have this much more robust tool. Um, you know, to that that it lives in a consensus mechanism in the blockchain. You know, where um, it's maybe much harder to um, it it could be much harder to forge or be fraudulent within a lot of these legal contexts. Mm-hmm. And so, in that way, I think um, you know it it can be a very positive thing with within all of those realms. And I, I think it's just a more robust version of a contract um, mm-hmm. you know, where the metadata is something that is very easy to find and point to and prove um, in a way that maybe uh, certain contractual agreements are not so robust currently. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Um, what would you say are some of the main benefits you would point to for brands to get into having utility-based NFTs. So why would they be interested? Um, so I think there, I think there's an opportunity here where this, this technology is uh, inevitable, you know, it's happening and it's a sort of, you know, uh, uh, there's the sort of the old paradigm of like, you know, the people wanting not to be the first movers because mm-hmm. there's higher risk and, and all that sort of thing. But I think there's a huge opportunity with a technology like this that's going to stick around where you can really define your business as one that is aligned with the goals of Web3 and, and you know, use that as an opportunity to not only reap the benefits of, of this technology, but also to signal to, uh, to your you know, users, your con- you know, consumer base, customers, any of this, you know, that... Um, that you're utilizing this technology, uh, you know, to move, to move us all forward together. You know, we're, you know, here's this thing that we can all be, you know, there, there can be a win-win situation for both the business and for the consumers involved. And that, you know, adopting early with the right sort of attitude and, and vision of it uh, could be like hugely beneficial, um, you know, but within, within all of the industries and, and sort of contexts I mentioned before, um, but I think I think for people that are in Web three already, it's um, pretty immediately clear um, what a company's intentions are when they're you know getting involved, and um, you know I think it's also important on our side to help educate those companies and about how to do it the right way, and not just to do it because there's this opportunity to sort of you know again squeeze money out mm-hmm. of a situation, but rather mm-hmm. to be a part of the innovation. Okay. So on the flip side of that, are there any points or reasons you would see immediately why a brand or anything shouldn't get into this at this point in time? Um, you know, I think sometimes, you know, maybe businesses like are so desperate to try to like get involved in that they, they might make something that is overly complicated or, 
um, y- you know, uh, they, 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 they're trying to, um, you know, not miss, they're trying not to miss a window of opportunity. And in doing so, they build something that's actually way more like, like full of friction and, um, you know, mm-hmm. more complex. And it actually, uh, you know, pushes people away, you know, rather than bringing people in. Um, mm-hmm. I don't have any particular examples. I probably wouldn't name them if I did, you know, uh, but <laughs> sure. I, I would say just for any brands that are trying to get involved that, you know, that education is a, is a key part of it and, you know, making sure that they really understand the implications of what, what they're building, um, rather than just sort of just going for it in fear of mm-hmm. missing a hype cycle or something, but mm-hmm. to really like consider how this, you know, this architecture could be built into their um, their existing systems uh, and benefit everybody involved. Okay. Are there any other tips along those lines that you would give to anyone thinking about creating an NFT with utility? Yeah. I mean, I, I would say like, you know, spend, spend some time connecting with the folks that have been involved and in building for a long time prior to just releasing something just to, just to release something, you know, I think it's, mm-hmm. it's a, a new technology and, you know, you know, just because something is an NFT doesn't make it more valuable inherently, um, mm-hmm. you know, but you can use NFTs to make something much more valuable. And so that process might be a little complicated. So I would encourage, you know, brands that are looking to get involved, uh, you know, to connect with folks that have been here for a while building and, uh, you know, to e- explore, you know, where are we right now, actually? And where are we going in five years? And let's let's shoot for the, you know, being a part of you know, the next sort of wave of innovation, um, you know, I think education is probably the biggest point. Okay. Okay. Um, so got to play the devil's advocate here a little bit, but are there any downsides that you can foresee at this point, um, for, for brands or for users when it comes to focusing on utility? Um, with it, within the context of utility specifically, I mean, not necessarily. I think you know that you know um, as a as a modern digital citizen, we're all sort of aware of the grand scale with which our data is being collected, you know, and to have an immutable record of all of that data, you know, um, is probably where some of the folks who are nervously situated in the dystopian half of the vision uh, mm-hmm. are worried are worried about right and so i would say that you know this it all circles back to education again in that you know uh, you know people who don't understand nfts are much more likely targets for things you know scams data collection mm-hmm. and other sorts of you know uh, as of yet unbuilt you know um modalities of control, um, or exploitation, I suppose. So I, you know, again, just education is the, the biggest thing, you know, the, the, it's the double-edged sort of like, you know, self-reliance and self-sovereignty is that you have to be responsible for your own finances and not everyone knows how to do that. And, and it's pretty easy to see for someone who's trying to be malicious, you know, who those people are and how to take advantage of them. So there's an element of all of that to, to consider. And I think that's something that is a responsibility of the community at large to look out for each other, to help build systems that are inherently more robust and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and safe for everybody. 
but I think that's sort of a technological inevitability mm -hmm. as well, you know, um, is that uh, decentralization will, you know, ideally lead to more protections for people over time. And that the, the co-opting of this technology that I mentioned earlier is where those dangers will come from. Um, mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think, you know, that that would be another thing I would say to brands is that like in, in co-opting this for the wrong reasons, you are contributing to the, you know, to the negative, uh, more um, dangerous components of the mm -hmm. possibility of this technology. Yeah, that makes sense. For sure. I mean, that definitely leads to not specifically NFT utility, but really the whole space, right? Sure. So, sure. <laughs> um, yeah. But no specific things you can think of for adding utility. It's uh, rose-colored glasses for you. It's all going to be great. Well, I mean, improve. like, I, I, haven't, I haven't spent a lot of time thinking about, like, how could I use this tool maliciously, you know? Um, so I don't have... <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it's a broader thing, you know? Um, you know, I, I guess like the ones like this and this is what exists already, you know, is that, um, you know, often people say, oh, this NFT has utility when in fact it doesn't really. I mean, mm -hmm. that's a downside for me. You know, that's an existing okay. downside is just the word utility as a buzzword, mm -hmm. you know, that like oh, buying this NFT gives you access to buy this NFT, which gives you access to buy this NFT, which gives you access to buy sort of mm -hmm. that whole thing, you know, that's maybe, you know, and that exists already. So, you know, I don't think, I don't think people uh, focusing on new utility will, uh, will necessarily lead to, to too many negative situations. It's just the framing of non-utility as utility. Sure. Sure. Something. Yeah, no, that's great. That's, I appreciate that. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> yeah. So when we're talking about utilities, especially in the future, is it something where you think it's important to um, focus on kind of the digital aspect of utility, um, as we were kind of talking about, like with music and art, for sure? Or is it something where we are also going to be thinking about like physical objects coming into play? Um, yeah. How do you see that? Yeah, I mean, I think there's there's an interesting dynamic there. I think, you know, there's lots of fascinating stuff to be done with, like, you know, augmented reality, virtual reality, mixed reality experiences, all of that stuff. You know, linking the physical and the digital is, is I think, super fascinating. And I think often, um, you know, this is like maybe an instance, you know, uh, that I mentioned before where people are, you know, trying to make a solution for a problem that doesn't exist sometimes where it's like, mm -hmm. you know, someone might think, oh, this NFT doesn't actually have value. So let me include this physical thing, which I know has value to make the whole mm -hmm. thing valuable. Um, you know, I think that it's like for for some people that like helps bridge the value gap between this okay. thing. Um, but I don't think it's necessary um, when you start to think about like, OK, I could buy a physical product. And it doesn't have to have an NFT component. It could. And it could be like, oh, scan my T-shirt and, and it has this whole, you know, AR display with beautiful art going around it. And it plays a song when you scan it with your phone. And that I have I have proof of ownership, which gives me all sorts of that. You can do all that stuff, which is great. But you could also say like, like a, a, a fashion brand could sell some amount of clothing that's not at all linked to an NFT. But as a customer on the digital side of the equation you know i have nfts you know within the the digital 
part of the experience that measure how many pieces of clothing I've bought, you know, uh, how long I've been a customer, you know, what events that I've been to that this company has put on and like a ledger of, of who I am, you know, as like, you know, all of that data, you know, can be gamified in an interesting mm -hmm. way, but the actual clothing and the digital experience don't have to be so like trying to put these two like square peg in a round hole kind of mm -hmm. thing necessarily. Um, but I think it's just, it can become another component of the whole experience, you know, as a user or consumer, that kind of thing. Okay. Okay. This is uh, maybe the second or third time I've heard you bring up kind of like a loyalty program for customers kind of idea. Is that something that you're looking forward to? Um, not necessarily, but I think it's, well, you know, <laughs> sure. You know, I'm not personally how many coffee shops have you been to where you've got this whole punch card and you get nine out of the 10 of them and you lose the card, you know? Like, <laughs> sure. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's a, that, that applies to so many different contexts, but I think if we, th if we, if we think about like gaming, gaming is a huge, huge market, you know, as a part of the, the digital experience, um, you know, uh, like, uh, the, the loyalty program at the coffee shop is, is almost exactly the same as like completing the quest, you know, and like earning experience points and like, you know, growing mm -hmm. as a human, your, your certifications from your university, you know, all of these things that make you sort of qualified and prove your experiences and, you know, like have a, an archive of the things you've done and accomplished and the art you've collected along the way. It all fills out this sort of digital identity, um, mm -hmm. you know, that, you know, that uh, interfaces with the businesses that you kind of operate with. And I think a lot of businesses already have loyalty programs. So it makes sense that there would be some sort of overlap there. But for me, it's actually really about um, like gamifying the whole sort of experience um, okay. in, in that like, you know, within the context of gaming, we've gone from, you know, like pay to win, where you have to buy more tokens for your cell phone game mm -hmm. into like a, like a play to earn where you can earn money by playing where, you know, certain people and like, Southeast Asia are earning a, a greater living by playing video games than they could at any of physical jobs they're doing into a more of a, a like a paid to participate where like my whole sort of life is like a, a game that I play because like, mm -hmm. you know, uh, AI and uh, automation have made it such that there are no jobs for us to do anymore. We can kind of just sit back and the way that I earn value and create value is to participate in different mm -hmm. things, you know, I own, you know, 5% of 7-Eleven and I, I've been to these 20 art exhibits and I, I've, you know, uh, helped in the growth of these businesses and all of that is just gamified value, you know, that is valuable. It's not just some, you know, some ethereal point, but it's a, it's a store of value, uh, in the form of tokens and NFTs and that sort of thing. And, you know, I think that, that could be a direction that, um, that we could see this going. Yeah, sure. So you mentioned that you are firmly in the utopia camp. So I have to I ask like this that. question. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you could think, and I really want you to let your brain go wild here. What is something you could see in the future for NFT utility that you're like, that would be so cool. I want that. Sure. Yeah. One of the ideas we've been talking about at Charge Particles for ages, that would be, I think, super fun. Um, you know, everyone remembers when there was that brief sort of Pokemon Go stint, 
you know, where everyone was that like, was crazy. I walk. <laughs> my favorite part of that as a little aside was that like all the, you know, in New York city, all of the dog walk, you know, the dog, you know, stores, yeah. the doggy daycares and the, the various places were like, Oh, you're going to play Pokemon go take some dogs for a walk. And the people are just like walking dogs that aren't theirs looking for Pokemon. It's like, this is great. <laughs> And this is perfect. You know? um, and so one of, the, one of the ideas we've had about like, you know, augmented reality geocaching. Um, so just as a, as a concept, you could have a thousand people or a million people or however many, you know, all put, put in some money, right. To play this game, you, you know, put in like a hundred dollars or something and it all goes into this pot, you know, that's controlled by a DAO, you know, it's no one, no one is collecting that. Right. But it sits in an NFT you know, and that NFT is then hidden somewhere in the world, you know, in the city or out in the forest or something. It's like a geocaching experience, you know, not mm -hmm. unlike Pokemon Go. You're like, you're looking for this hidden piece of art somewhere. And the first person to find it gets to collect the interest that's been earning inside of it. So you get a million mm -hmm. people to put a hundred dollars in. That's a hundred million dollars, right? That's earning, say, even like 2% interest you know, over time, the longer it takes to find it, the more interest it gets. And then people get more and more motivated to go find it and they get to keep the interest, but no one loses their money. No one loses that investment. You can leave the game at any time, you know, but this is grand treasure hunt, you know, in the style of Pokemon Go. Very cool. Very utopian, but very cool. I like yeah. it. <laughs> Do you know do you know a million people? I um I'll get on that for you. I'll let you know. Yeah, yeah. Send them a telegram or something. Yeah. Yeah, right. The biggest telegram group. Yeah. Perfect. Um, yeah, I mean, very, very interesting stuff here. Is there anything that I haven't asked that you're like, I really want to say this thing about NFT utility? I think you 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 uh you got it. I think you nailed a lot of it. Um I guess I would just I would re-encourage you to to chat with Unchained Music because that's my you know my favorite project right now for sure. Mm -hmm, definitely. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, is there anything you want to plug? Um, I do have a, a funny little personal project, I guess. Um, sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We we released. A, you know, everyone is talking about you know blue chip investments and you know the right. So you know what what is the blue chip NFT of the time? You know, everyone looking for that sort of edge. So we released a, a, a project called the Blue Chips, which is a, a handful of uh, a hand-drawn corn, blue corn tortilla chips. Um, I was hoping. <laughs> By the dip, right? You know, and so we're about Perfect. to launch our, our guac, salsa, and queso tokens, which you can scoop every week and use to buy new unique art. Um, so you can go to weloveguac.org and learn more about the Blue Chips uh, shameless plug. No, that's awesome. That is, um, creative. I love it. Very cool. Um, yeah, I normally ask who we should have on vet next, but you've already given me that. So I'm looking forward to talking to them. Like I said, I already have questions about that. So that'll be really sure. fun. Um, but thank you so, so much for your time. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. Lots of lots of great questions, and uh, I appreciate you uh, trying to like get me to you know find the what's what's wrong with it. You know, it's it's always good to be focused on that, so so it doesn't happen, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I said, don't want to give people ideas, but it's nice to think about both sides. <laughs> cool. For sure. Yeah. So thanks again, and uh, let's talk soon. Thanks very much. If you liked today's episode, please rate, follow, or subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. 
And if you really like our content, join our Discord community, where there's always good conversation, exciting news, and live AMAs. Thanks for listening.